Hey guys, welcome to uh, episode 13 of Biomass. We've got, a, uh, as usual, an entertaining show on for you tonight, at least that's what we think. Uh, so we've got a couple uh, special folks on tonight that will help us out with the, the uh, continuation of our discussion from last week in terms of, you know, Legion, Dust, and, and Eve and sort of how they all interact or maybe how we want them or how we think they should interact. Uh, tonight we've got uh, Funky Bacon from the CSM uh, Council on the Eve side. Uh, newly newly elected as of FanFest. He is a Faction Warfare and LOSEC rep, and we're going to hear from him in a little bit. Uh, we've got uh, a couple folks on. We've got uh, some of our regular crew, including a couple of the uh, CPM1 elects uh, that we'll have on, and we'll, we'll chat about a variety of different things tonight. So we'll do a little bit of our election coverage, like our post-election coverage, just let everybody know kind of what happened and how the dust sort of settled, and then we'll kind of jump right into some discussion about... Um, you know, like I said, the, the connection between Eve, Dust, and Legion are really sort of the shared universe that CCP is trying to build and what, you know, folks on the Dust side think, or at least on the ground side, let's call it that, and then what folks on the Eve side might think. Um, and maybe some ways that we can all sort of shape how we think that uh, things should go forward over the next year or two. So with that, uh, don't want to forget, we've got the Biomass channel up in game, and we're up on Twitter and on Skype and in the... Uh, biomass podcast room and the discussions channel so feel free to hit us up on any one of those different venues and we will you know pull you up into the show or at least pull your question into the show if not you and we'll answer whatever you got and we always appreciate uh feedback from the from the guys out there because this is a live podcast and occasionally we we, we do stumble over a couple things here and there but uh we always like to try to uh you know service the questions from the guys out there in the community guys and gals in the community excuse me so with that we're going to kind of start with our intros and we're going to uh kind of start right from the top with oh he changed his name uh <laughs> So, Darth Jackal, please kick it off with an intro. Hey, I'm the Black Jackal, currently re registered as Darth Jackal for forum reasons. Hit a hot drop on the biocast. <laughs> Nicely done. And Funky? Uh, hey, guys, I'm DJ Funky Bacon, the uh, CSM Faction Warfare Locosec representative. Uh, gosh, I do a radio show, I do blogs, I do streaming on Twitch, I do a lot of stuff, but... Uh, yeah, you might have seen me from something, and if not, then uh, then nice to meet you. Outstanding. And Iron Wolf. Hello, I'm Iron Wolf Saber. I am CPM1 Alert, and I'm just here for tonight. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Derry? I'm Derry from OSG, tech support, and apparently the lurker here on Biomass. I, I prefer Nickel Ninja. Uh, let's see, Pokey? I'm Pokey Draven. I'm CEO of OSG Planetary Operations and on the Alliance Council for Covert Intervention. Outstanding. And Zell. Yep, I'm Soraya Zell. I am uh, also a CPM1 elect. Um, I am an alliance leader in the Top Men Alliance in Dust 514, and uh, um, I'm a member of the Bastion in uh, EVE Online. Okay, and I'm Jason Larrison. I'm a member of OSG Planetary Operations on the U side and Contraband Incorporated on the, or correction, boy, I just totally jacked that one. Uh, member of OSG on the Dust side and Contraband Incorporated on the U side, uh, and one of the uh, co-hosts here on Biomass. 
and I'm just happy to be here and kind of glad that we're done with the CPM1 elections. So we'll kind of dive right into So glad. <laughs> so, so glad. Amen to that. Probably not as glad as some of you guys, but um, in, in case you don't know or you haven't checked the forms, you've been traveling or whatever, I'm, I'm pretty sure most folks that listen to this kind of already know, but the elections are done. And the new council uh, consists of Cross A2, uh, Kevin Longstride, a.k.a. Denny, Denny Fleetfoot, uh, Zatar Rot, Sir Manboy, Sir Izel, Judge Radamanthus, and Iron Wolf Saber. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about sort of the, the aftermath of how the voting all shook out and stuff. But I did want to give a, um, a very specific mention to everybody that ran, everybody that stepped up and put their name in. Uh, I, one, it actually takes, you know, some testicular fortitude to, to step up and do that. Uh, and it, it really showed that you have a lot of people who are very interested in the future of Dust and the future of Legion, or at least maintaining the player base and servicing the player base in Dust as it transfers over to Legion at some point in the future. So what that tells me is that broadly, even though that there's a lot of, um, you know, th there's some very understandable uh, ill will towards CCP on occasion, particularly in the Dust community. What it tells me is that you got a very healthy group of people that are interested in maintaining the community and maintaining the, the positive things that CCP created and really maintaining the positive things that the players did in with the tools that CCP provided. So with that, I really wanted to give a shout out to everybody that ran. And a lot of people came very, very close. This is a, actually a fairly tight election. And I think Zell's going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, but like I said, really... Seriously, uh, just a special mention to everybody that, that put the time in, answered questions, and provided some really good feedback to different players and to CCP. And everybody that I saw was generally very value-added, not a whole lot of um, you know, disinterested candidates, so to speak. Most people were, were quite legitimate and quite serious about wanting to help and wanting to run. So with that, uh, I'm going to turn this, I'll just kind of open it up with Zell. I think he's got some election facts that he wanted to kick off and we'll kind of see how the conversation goes. So Zell, take it yeah. away. So there was uh, there's 937 votes, which um, is, is low, especially if you, you know, you come from the Eve side and you've seen the CSM elections. I think they get um, uh, somewhere around 30 K sometimes. Um, Funky, do you know how many were uh, on the CSM nine total? How many votes. votes? Total, total votes. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you and say that I forget. All right. I want to say it was a nine. Was it nine or ten thousand? Ah, uh, that's way. That's that's way lower than it used to be. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I'm gonna have to look at that for you because honest. Yeah, give me a minute. I'll find it. All right, because I know, like, um, the I know the run the the big you know famous thing was that the the last time that uh, the Matani ran, he got ten thousand votes just for him. Um, but you know, so it, it seems small nine thirty seven. I know there's there's already been comments on blogs and forum posts on that. Um, but you know, compared to I think that the really the percentage of, of Eve players to, to voters in CSM and the percentage of Dust players um, to to the people who voted for CPM, I actually don't think it's that bad. Um, I think people, it, you know, it sounds worse than it is. Um, but you know, we don't really have the the full numbers um, on you know player base size and stuff like that. Um, so the big thing was um, uh, Judge won by a massive landslide. Um, he had almost 300 votes with him in the number one spot. Um, so over 30% of people put him first. Um, and, well, just under 30%. Um, but so he almost everything in the election was actually determined by 
um, votes that that rolled over from uh, from him as as second and third choices. Um, you know, um, looking at the ballots, um, it was kind of interesting um, uh, that uh, like uh, I think it was thirty nine people. Um, voted straight for, for for judge and nobody else um and then the second most common ballot was uh 15 people voted um the endorsement list i posted um in the order that i posted it um so apparently my small and and measly attempt at at a alliance ticket um had some effectiveness because it was the second most common way to vote um and then i think it was um 12 people who voted for Zatara and Zatara alone, but most tickets were very unique. Um, you know, three, two or three people voting the same way at most, um, but a lot of tickets were completely unique. So the people who did vote were, you know, paying attention to the what was going on and, and actually deciding for themselves how to vote, which was really cool. Um, I've got that number, by the way. Oh, what is it? 31,294. So I was way off. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know okay. where I pulled that other number from out of my ass somewhere, apparently. That, that, sounds, that sounds a bit better. Um, yeah. So much, much bigger number, 30 times, you know, over 30 times as many uh, votes for CSM as for CPM. But um, honestly, I think that, I think the dust, the Eve community is probably over 30 times the, uh, the size of the, the dust community. So um, when, when all that math shakes out, it, it might work out um, to being roughly similar representation. Um, but yeah, so the, the interesting thing was a lot of people had, you know, 40, 41, 44 votes, something like that for them, um, initially. And so a lot of it came from as, as candidates got eliminated, very few people, very few people actually hit the, um, uh, in the STV system, the, the, uh, uh, what's, what is it, what's, it, what's it called? Um, threshold. threshold, there we go. The threshold for getting elected, um, you know, I, I think until way later in the system, um, judge hit it instantly, of course. Um, but everyone else took a little bit longer. Denny, um, from dusk uni was, was, um, the second choice. Zatara came in third. Um, I think cross came after that. Um, and then it was, I want to say sir man boy and then iron wolf and myself, but it was, it, um, I think I was, I think I was in the sixth place or something like that when it, it all shook out. Um, but yeah, like uh, uh, Appia Vibia was the runner-up, uh, eighth choice, um, the the last one to be eliminated. Um, uh, Jackal took, I think his his alliance uh, split hit really hard though. Um, yeah, did did you want to um, say anything on that? Because I I think you tried to work out whether or not you could have uh, done better. I did. I did work it out. Um, either way, my alliance wouldn't have got me through, even if they had all voted for me. One, I, I, I have worked that out. Okay. All right. Because um, you know, expelled and him both ran from final resolution. Um, uh, Cross got in, but uh, Pokey did not have the did not pick up the requisite votes um, from eliminations like uh, like Cross did um, from OSG. So it, it it was interesting. I think um, it like. A lot of candidates, a dozen votes could have could have swung the other way. That things the other way. There really was a lot. You know, everyone was really close together um, after after like Judge and, and you know one or two other candidates. Then the rest were all you know probably within ten or twelve votes of each other. As I say, every vote counts. It. I think it really did in this in this uh, election. So. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty fair. I mean, by most people judge that, uh, not the person, but most people judge that dust on any given week has about 4,000 consistent players, uh, you know, on any given day. And if you think about it, you know, you had about nine, it was at 957 total votes. So you figure a quarter of the population of consistent players voted. And for the first time you're doing an election for a game that's, you know, got personally got a questionable future and will likely will likely merge or meld or, or morph into a different game on a different platform. That's, that's actually not bad. Yeah, though I, I I have to say though I don't buy the claims that there's only uh, a community of four thousand. Um, no, the, I think the numbers are a lot higher, but I'm talking about just consistent yeah. logons or okay. unique logons in a week. Because I mean, a lot of that's usually based on on the PCU value, and the peak value is is a poor representation for how many people are log in within a day. It's about usually twelve times more than your peak for the week, so it's about uh, forty eight thousand player population. Give or take. Yeah, that makes that makes that makes sense. About um, so, just a, a curious if any anybody else had any thoughts on how the how the STV voting system worked or anything like that. Just like I said, a little bit new for a little bit new for the dust crowd. But anybody had any thoughts on that? I think it's a pretty fair system to make sure that your votes actually still do can, do count because there are candidates like Judge who will win by a massive landslide and you're going to feel that your vote just got wasted on all electing a guy that's going to get elected yeah the, the stv vote allows you to you know if you've got somebody that you really like and you'd really like to see them uh win the election but then you're also looking at it as like you know well i don't know how many other people feel this way and am i throwing my vote away so in like a single vote system you know you might look at one guy and be like wow it'd be really awesome if you won but you know like he's somebody that i want to win and nobody else now at least in in the stv system you can put them first on your ballot uh if they don't go in then you know then your vote then trickles down to the next guy down on your list and so forth and so on until one of those guys does get elected um so your vote still does count so you can rank it up and if you know he, he doesn't make it then at least somebody else who you like better than the last guy on your list or somebody who doesn't make it on your list still gets your vote um, you know, so in, in a way that you still have a, have a say, otherwise, you know, in a single vote system, you vote for a guy who doesn't get in. Well, you know, there goes your vote and it doesn't matter who, you know, your second choice would have been, uh, he doesn't get in and you don't get to support him. Yeah. I mean, the, when you, if you had a straight voting system, the, the big thing is, um, you know, there's a lot more ways to game that system and, and a lot of ways to screw up gaming that system. Um, you know, to a point where the the people that you that get elected don't support the community's interests or or don't support the majority of the community's interests. Where I think in in most cases, I think most people were pretty happy with uh, people uh, who got elected. I know Iron Wolf is still getting hate mails and stuff like that on the forums, but you know, I think that's uh, that's kind of to be expected of uh, any uh, incumbent. Yeah, uh, I, mean, oh, I think that's they, a fair statement. No, I'm sorry, Iron Wolf. Go ahead. Well, if they wanted me out so bad, they should have got a whole bunch of 12 or, the, 12 or 20 of their friends to vote against me. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's, I found the process to be kind of interesting being an interested observer. But, you know, in the end, I'm pretty comfortable that, that everybody that got into the council, or at least to the CPM rather, will, will do their best to, to help out the Dust community and help develop and shape the Legion game. Um, you know, I'm, I've dealt with most of them personally on a couple different levels, uh, and, and I, I know as a player I would be 
relatively comfortable, or at least I feel that they're approachable enough to engage. Now, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll be very upfront. It's like, there's a few people, there's a couple of people I'm, I'm not entirely sure, you know, I'm going to keep a very close eye on them because I'm not really sure how they'll react as a CPM where I really didn't want them to be on in the first place. That doesn't mean I don't think that they're not going to, you know, continue to carry water for the community. And I think that's a fair assessment of a lot of people that everybody, when you look at, when you got seven positions, you know, at least half of them are going to be people that you like, and probably the other half are be will be people that you're fairly lukewarm about at best. And and maybe that's not a bad thing. Yeah, and and the thing is, is um, you know, the the time for the the politics um is is over, and and uh, you know, we'll be all, all of us will be working as a team. So. Yep. Fair enough. So, um, any last comments about the uh, sort of the results of the election, so to speak? Nope. All right. Sounds good. So, I did want to kind of transition. We're going to kind of pick up our conversation uh, from where we had last Sunday. Uh, towards the end of the show last Sunday, we started having a, a, a lot of discussion about, you know, we walked through a bunch of different stuff uh, about dust. You know, a lot of the the in, you know kind of the inside baseball on Hoffix Charlie, which is sort of the next pseudo patch coming out and all that kind of good stuff. But we really got it kind of in a, a very unexpected discussion about the linkage between Eve and the first person shooter shooter side of uh, New Eden in the form of dust currently and Legion in the future. Now we really kind of focused a lot of the discussion about Legion. Now some of this was kicked off because the, uh, the a CPM zero member named Kane Sparrow of, of Kane Sparrow fame um, basically indicated very clearly that there was no plans to have a linkage between uh, Legion and Eve. Now that, was a bit of a news to a lot of people, or at least we certainly hadn't heard it in so many words from anywhere else, because that was clearly one of the things that was um, even the most bitter of vet that had been around for a year or two that kind of made them raise their eyebrows a little bit because um, one of the things that drew a lot of people to dust or that was one of the kind of the unique hooks that CCP could put out was that it was a true cross platform cross title game that basically two entirely separate gaming mechanisms could be brought together at different points in time uh, in the game and from a social or meta perspective. And those were some of the things that were really, really unique. Uh, and frankly, I, to the best of my knowledge, I haven't seen done anywhere else. Um, and, and even though there was a lot of harsh critics uh, about Dust and when it first came out particularly, uh, a lot of them did note that e even if it was an, an anemic link or initially a very thin link, the fact that they did it was something that was pretty innovative and fairly groundbreaking. And when you go back and you look at some of the subsequent uh, reviews of, uh, from Dust of, that were about a year after the game was released, uh, they were, I'm not going to say more kind, but they were much more impressed with the linkage between Eve and Dust when, they, when you really got into faction warfare and how PC had developed. Because if you'll remember, there was a lot of, um, when, when Dust first got released, what you see now in terms of the ability to, you know, work with the east side was was even less than it is now, or really the effect that we would have on things is less than it is now. So uh, that kind of got a really interesting discussion going. So I kind of wanted to open that up to the room, and we have a couple different differing opinions. Uh, we'll we'll kind of lead it off with Black Jackal and kind of talk through what his take is. Uh, and again, I want to categorizes like everybody in the room right now we're not just dust players and clearly funky 
you know, he's primarily an Eve player, but all of us have been playing Eve for quite a while. I think maybe the, you know, I think at a minimum, probably about two years, uh, just based on the list of names in here. And for some of us, you know, a fair bit longer. So uh, with that, Jackal, if you could lead us off, just what are your general thoughts on an Eve linkage for Dust uh, when the game launches? You mean Legion? Yeah, but you know way, what I mean. Either way, <laughs> that, that, that being said, um, it needs to be planned for. It doesn't need to be on at launch. That's that's one thing I'm probably an advocate for. It doesn't. It really doesn't need to be on, but definitely needs to be planned for and integrated into it. As if you know, okay, when we're ready for this part of the link, we can flip a switch and turn it on, rather than try have to rewrite the code and tack on code and stuff like that. That gets messy. We've seen. We actually saw that a bit with Dust, and Dust had a dedicated team working towards it. Legion, if it doesn't have the same dedicated team working on the link, it shouldn't have the link at launch but it should be planned for and seated into the actual gameplay. So it will have to flip, flip a switch and, it, and it's activated. And, and my uh, my personal inclination is to disagree with that. I think it's a... Uh, I, I go back to CCP Rouge's um, quote on uh, his justification for why um, uh, Legion had to be, you know, a, a new game. And, and that was that... Uh, you know, he said that you you can't. Uh, I, I think he said you can't re- replace the engine of a plane in flight, um, and I, I don't think you can build a game around not having a link and then um, you know take that game and add it in later. And I don't I don't think no, that I'm not saying add it in later. I'm saying put it in, but then flip a switch while it's going. I don't think so, I don't so I don't think that works. I, I I just I don't buy it. I'm sorry. It's my personal opinion. Um, I, I don't even think you're going to get the game sticking around long enough for people to buy into that, for, for you to be able to get to the point you can turn that on, if that's not part of the original po- selling point of the game. I don't... Actually, I, um, I mean, Dust originally wasn't part of... I mean, they had the story, they had Templar 1 in the story, and that was in... But Dust wasn't integrated with Eve. What was there was, you had the Omar race, you had the Kaldar, you had the... That was the game, and then eventually it joined in. And me as a person, no, I didn't know nothing about Eve. Um, I played Eve based off of Dust. Um, and that was fine for me. For me, what sold me on Dust, and probably what's going to sell me on Legion too, is, okay, it's this game in this universe that's going to be joined together. And you know, they have, for me, it's always been what the game's going to be. Um, CCP is always sold me on the what's going to be down the road and just have a little bit of faith and, and like jackal was saying it doesn't have to be there day one but it just you know as long as it's on the roadmap i think we have people to stay around but it's not day one and it's two years down the road map and it's still not here and i don't think that uh, i i don't think everybody's willing to reset the clock on waiting for that i think what you know, we're looking at um, as far as from the Eve side is concerned when it comes to any kind of a linkage is that, I mean, if you're going to do it, if it's worth doing anyway, it's it's worth doing right. You know, when I look at the link that we presently have in Factional Warfare between Eve and Dust, I mean, it's, it is there. Uh, it, it's functional in some respects. In, in some respects, it's, it's, it's okay. And in others, it's actually pretty terrible. Um, 
you know, I, it's really a mix and I, I could go into, you know, the different things of it. I think that if they were to take what we have as far as a link with dust and port that if they were, and I know that that's not what the plan is at this point or whatever, but even if they were to do that, um, it wouldn't be good enough. And, and I would, I would consider that what we have right now is a link between even dust and the factional warfare part at least i haven't been out to molden heath i don't know exactly how that stuff works there um but i would consider the link that we have as it stands right now to be a relative failure it's mattered a couple of times in in uh home system sieges i've seen dust actually matter uh when people can you know kind of link up and stuff but when it's not an actual home system siege and it's just you know random battles on the map and things like that it's it's just yeah there's a handful of people that do them i've i've done some of it myself i've killed plenty of uh, of dust players from orbit uh, but it's still it's it's very far from from an ideal system and uh yeah i, I would honestly say like i don't think i've done it in months because it's just it's it's to a point where it's just like finding the content is is, is more difficult than it has to be um among other things yeah, well, just just to fill you in, um, over everything in Molden Heath is pretty much like the Facor thing, except worse and not as functional. Um, <laughs> so, um, well, then that's yeah, horrible you, because you see the best. Have... Of, you see the best of the link over where you're at. Um, but yeah, yeah. But I, what I like about it, honestly, what I what I like about it, I like being able to join, um, to join like the the voice comms of of a dust squad that that's on the ground and being able to talk to those guys and you know hearing the reaction, you know when I when I take a shot from orbit and then being like, oh man, look at that, and then I get to see the the scroll of like all this shit that I hit and everything else, and, uh, right. and that's pretty cool. And then it's also intense, you know, when somebody sees the beacon and system and they come to to fight me. I mean, there, there's other issues with it in that the the most optimal ship to perform uh, you know dust orbital strikes with is a destroyer and um, and that ship yeah. is hardly vulnerable and it's not worth it to do it in groups uh, so so there's that and then there's the thing of actually finding things um, you know yeah. finding battles where we have to use completely like player made things even to just find dust people to talk to and try to find like who needs you know support and what and then of course you've got the the several jumps you know if you want to actually make it to a to a fight in time to do more than one orbital bombardment and, and sometimes even get there in time at all um, you have to fit up a destroyer a very certain way which is going to gimp you in, in a PvP aspect so that you might be able to do an orbital strike but you're not going to be able to do jack shit to defend yourself um, so, so there's, there's a lot of issues there as far as that see, is concerned. See, it's, fun, it's funny, you, you struck on the one thing that I actually believe Dust did right, which is the social aspect. You know, it's the, it is the social aspect that the, you have to link up with players, you join their chats, you do that sort of stuff to actually find out the info. That's one thing Dust did really well, and that's part of the link I do want to see moved over immediately, you know, so we still coexist in the same sort of universe, even if we don't directly affect each other in the first place. Yeah, but what's the what's the meaningful result of that? I mean, so if we can join each other's chat channel in Legion from the get-go, uh, but we can't actually interact in any way, shape, or form aside from chatting, I mean, why even bother having that much of a of a link? It's not really it's it's kind of pointless when you think about it. There's nothing that you can do to help me. I can't help you. I agree it's not entirely you know, has a, have a point in that particular case, but it is a link we can bring over at the same time without bringing over the bad aspects as well, but still not turning on the actual the in influencing links until such time as the game is actually underway. Well, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing that was that that was missing from the link is um, I, there wasn't enough on the Eve side. The Eve side did not did not develop um, the link, you know. Um, 
because there was a point where, where the dust side was adding, you know, working on actively the, you know, you, a link between these games and there's, n- there's almost no representation that it even exists from Eve. You can't see, you know, you're sitting over the district for, and a lot of times you're sitting over a district for 20 minutes, just waiting for the target to lock. So you can press fire once and see the results. There's no, you know, there was no ability to see, you know, if you're over the district, be able to see even the score, the current score um, of the match and see, you know, see just the little progress bars um, for, for MCC health. Um, there's obviously no ability to, to look up and see where battles are currently happening. And, and I think that the biggest, biggest fault there was that they wouldn't, they wouldn't do enough to the Eve client to make it integrate. You know, the most you could get info on a dust player was, um, uh, you could find out what corp they were in and their employment history. And they didn't take it any further than that, you know? Yeah. Or if you did find a dust battle that was going on or something like that, or somebody notified you, you know, saying like, you know, NLRE two district six. And then, so you burn over there, you get there, the fight's already been going on for five minutes or you don't know how long it's been going on. You don't know how it's going to end. And then you join the district and then you're trying to talk to people, but nobody actually on the dust side can hear you or talk back because they don't have that turned on because they're in like a squad chat or something. You couldn't join, you can't join a dust squad. Um, so the only way that I've actually been able to like meaningfully communicate with people is a over Eve voice, which a lot of Eve players absolutely hate, uh, and have issues with. Uh, and then B I'd have to actually join the voice channel of not even a squad, but like a, just a private channel, like what we have in Eve, um, for the guys that, that right. are fighting. Because you can't join, you can't join a squad, which would have been useful if, if there was like a, a dust squad that was set up and you could join their squad as their orbital support. And then they could tell you over voice comms like, all right, we're at NLRE 2 District 6, let's go. And then you get down there and you can talk to them while the battle's going on and you're getting updates on what's going on. And like, you know, all right, well, this is probably going to last another 10 minutes. How far out are you? Things like that would have been really helpful. We just don't have that. I mean, it's you join district and, and you talk into nobody, you know, and you're chatting in there and, and they don't even see the, the words that you're typing uh there either you know because this, again this they don't have it up chat tiering this is where chat tiering that's gonna be a, handy. like like yeah. like, um, like eve has it in fleets you've got different chapters well that's going to be a big thing that um some of that's going to be fixed by legion i mean they're the really tough part um some of the really pain points with dust um has been the fact that you can't you know it's really hard to get people to use third-party tools and um you know that eve players are used to because they have you know you're not on a pc you're on a ps3 um, anything web browser based, that's one of the things we discovered with voting is, uh, you know, the CPM election was done via a web browser voting and a lot of PS3 players can't, can't, or won't do it. Um, and I think that some of those will probably be solved, um, by being on the PC and hopefully, I, I really hope they have a better interface for chat. There's, there's really no reason that, um, the chat should be hidden off screen, um, during, during combat and during running around or that you should have to take yourself out of ability to fight to see what people are talking about um and i think that's hopefully something that they will correct with legion yeah i mean it, it, the communication remember. aspect was just the most frustrating part of it of anything it just trying to get people and talk to people that was just ah but i mean so i i definitely think that that needs to be better but then the other thing is that there was you know um there was no way to pay people um, you know, is yeah, there's, there's, there's kind of huge. If there's <laughs> Actually, no... in in factional warfare, we 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 make bank. Like we're tier four right now. If I was to go out doing orbital bombardments every time I take a shot, I'm going to be pulling in the equivalent of like ten or fifteen million esque. Uh, that's nice. Well, 
Over in Molden Heath, though, there is no pro. Like again, where I told you that uh, you guys have it the best as far as Dust Link goes. Um, yeah, in Molden Heath, there is there is no reward or benefit at all, except for I guess kill males um, for uh, for doing orbitals, and uh, they're you know they're kind of paltry kill males since the suit's like you know two hundred k at most. I think for me, in, in terms of the the link, the, the main issue is that with we had with Dust, we focused you know on the on the gameplay, and they did spend resources on that link. But at that point, the link felt like it was a, an afterthought, and they kind of tried to cram it into the existing system and the architecture and, and force it to work. And so I think for me, at least as a player, I, I think the the biggest part is that when you're developing Legion, you need to at least have a plan in mind on how the link is going to work and build your architecture around it so when you do implement it, it fits in there rather than taping it to the side like we have now. I mean, anyone who who saw the launch of the link can tell you that it was kind of a hack job. It felt kind of like they just stuck it on there. And if the link isn't present in Legion at launch, I at least want the system to be set up in such a way that it will work for the link and have them have a solid plan on how it's going to actually be implemented rather than, oh, we'll figure it out later. I mean, that that's my main concern. And I think that's a, a large reason of why it failed in Dust. I mean, the, you know, we were talking a, a little bit before the show and, and what if, you know, as I've kind of listened to you guys go through this, what we're all kind of describing is most of our concerns with a, a, a start point or a launch point link between Legion and Eve is centered around, you know, currently what we have. Um, and then what you guys are kicking around, you're starting to kick around are like some of the things that need to be fixed. Um, and, and I come at this, you know, I've, I was an Eve player a long time ago and I've taken several you know, extended breaks in the game and stuff like that. But uh, from an interesting point here, dust actually got me back playing, playing Eve a while ago. Uh, so I've, I kind of keep an eye on both of these things. And one of the things that I've kind of, it kind of strikes me is that they went through an incredible amount of pain and work to figure out how to make a PS3 uh game talk to in even a, a pretty rudimentary form talk to a pc game while they're while they're both running uh, and it strikes me that they they did that amount of that sunk cost in terms of what the lessons were that they learned they should only be able to make it better and and it strikes me that if they're both going to be pc games it seems like it would be somewhat easier to make some of those critical linkages. And I think funky, what you talked about was, was really what a lot of the dust guys are beefing about. Cause what, if you think about it, if, if you and I, if I can get you on a common comm system, whatever that is, and you can tell me where you guys want to fight and I can tell you where I want to fight. And then we can appear in the same system together, whether that's you flying there or me, you know, freaking automatically appearing there on the ground if if you and I can talk and then pick where we want to fight together, that's that's ginormous. That's huge uh, because then you, you what you probably would see is that um, you know even though it's a, a relatively small impact on like faction warfare in terms of like the actual mechanics, uh, you know how you're pushing back and forth between the empires. If it's if it's more synchronized that way, you're going to see a bigger effect because you'll see more guys playing and coordinating with each other. Um, those are the things that a lot of dust guys want. And, and it's really, uh, I, I mean, most of the people I talk to, they're pretty fascinated by the idea that you can talk to guys in space flying and doing a totally different game. So it kind of strikes me that uh, what they want to do is fix 
the thing, you know, there should be a roadmap. I think, I don't remember who said it, but there really should be a roadmap, but you got to figure out what is your, what is your minimum? What's your minimum operating capability for that link in the new Eden world? Uh, I, I mean, the possibilities are endless about what you could do. I mean, I even heard, you know, shoot before the FanFest announcement announcement, that was actually a, a series of relevant questions in the CSM nine, uh, vote match. They were talking about, you know, what level of Eve link, what impact should it have? Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I'm a huge fan of being able to mess with people's PI, you know, knock down Sino stations, do all kind of stuff like that. I, I'm a huge fan of that kind of stuff. And that, that's definitely long range thinking, but if you just iterate, on the faction warfare link and kind of that PC-esque link that there could be a, you know, that could be something in and of itself that would be pretty, pretty powerful in, in two PC based games. And another thing is, is that unlike, you know, dust where there were, were a lot more Eve players who didn't want to want to participate in it and didn't want it to affect them in part because they couldn't play it because they didn't have a PS3. Um, theoretically, every every Eve player can play dust uh, or can play Legion um, because uh, you know, they'll, they'll be on PC. You'll have people just, you know, switching from one game to the other. Yeah. That's actually not a small point. I mean, if you think about it, uh, you know, who's, who's actually going to play these games it, right now, if you're playing Eve or you're playing dust slash Legion or whatever, chances are, you know, if you can work it off the same platform, if you will, cross-pollinization is going to be huge. And and in a weird way, that plays into CCP's vision that they've been putting out for the last year and a half, which is uh, long-term, you have basically a true shared universe where one guy can go onto his account manager and he can access different tunes on different games, be it Valkyrie, you know, Legion, Eve, or whatever. Um, and I think that's not a small thing, because if you want the game to start, a great way to start it off is try to take care of the people that are playing your essentially your super beta now in dust and figure out how to get those guys over as that kernel of, of initial players. But then how do you incentivize the Eve players, which is an existing player base that you have in that universe? How do you get them to want to want dust or correction, want Legion to be relevant? How do you get them to play it? Right. And to me, you gotta, you gotta make it worth their while. And that, that was my thing on the Eve side is like the, the best thing about, you know, dust was I could look on uh, the PC timers and I could fly out there when I knew there was a PC going on and just roll into somebody and just crush them. Uh, and I got into a lot of good small game fights that way, uh, which was kind of fun, but you know, as funky bacon kind of said, it's kind of, you know, pointless in the bigger scheme of things other than just rolling in there and having a fight. Um, so that that was kind of my thoughts on it, anyway. Yeah, and the the thing is, is you know, as I I heard this from you know people on on my side of, of Eve stuff, and and all of their answers on you know actually being interested in dust or caring about dust came down to we'll care when it affects us. And Molden Heath didn't affect them. Faction warfare didn't affect them, so they didn't care about it. And if they're hoping that they're going to get you know a whole bunch of Eve players to play this game with it not having any way to affect Eve. I think they're kidding themselves. Inversely, that's also been a major stress point when I've been talking with several EVE players on the possible link. They don't want a content that they're mostly responsible for being stolen away by other players, especially far fewer players. When you say they don't want content stolen away by other players, can you, can you maybe clarify that? 
A quick example would be a Titan takedown. That is a monumental effort requiring hundreds of pilots to do usually if it's a um, pretty good fight. And chipboarding, if well, by some people's plans, would um, rob that content than 32 players, so to say. Mm, I, th I think there's a lot of assumptions being made in that. I mean, one, it's I don't think that level pilots get on Hypotheticals. But uh, yes, I, that's that's been the main concern, though. Um, that's another reason why I'm getting a lot of fight back on uh, when I go around um, asking about a possible POS takeover. Is the same thing. They just rather blow up the station with their big ass fleets instead of capturing it, which is still baffling me me to a point. I never bought the the POS capture thing. It it just seemed like such a it's such an odd choice um, for something to go after because Why? it is. That's like that's like it, the most iconic thing you can think about is uh, is literally taking over somebody's stuff but, in space. But this, the thing is, is again that that's that's the thing is so the biggest the, the biggest thing Eve side you know is that people don't want their 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 stuff in Eve to be con you know possibly taken over you know dealt with by people in a completely different game. Um, that well, they they feel are you know in this case they they felt were just you know they, console kitties. No, they they um, don't want something they can't control or affect in return. That's right. let, let's clarify that because but, and I but think I mean, the, the theory is that, that first, you would be able to affect them in return. But you're talking about the first way you want to introduce um, this you know potentially this link is to um, go after a. a Player-owned Starbase, which by its very name is a is a major player-owned asset. It's it's very well, it's very strong. You know, hold on, personal. Hold on. I did not say that that should be the first thing that they do. In fact, I think that would be one of the last things they would do. But in terms of like I the mean, ultimate vision for what you should what you should be able to do, uh, I, I think that it's. I mean, I could see ways to affect. I would rather see affecting certain POS modules, something like that. I definitely like. I would love to see. Um, in terms of specifically how you could change the the course of a the battlefield eve side i would love to see a, a, some sort of system where eve eve pilots and a dust team could work together to um covertly sneak in and take down a sino jammer um so that you could bring in a larger you know your your larger force um that sort of thing i think would be really cool i th i think that in the the shorter term particularly because um at least as far as you know, I, we've seen so far. Um, you know, maps are on planets. I would much rather see them start with planets because planets are, um, I think, the the least developed side of Eve, and I think it's the side that we should be, you know, developing and 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 really adding value to. Um, you know, yeah. I would yeah, like to see. I would like to see structure. You know, the the mobile, small mobile, small deployable structures. Um, I would love to see more small deployable structures that dealt with planets and, and worked around planets and and interacted with the orbital mechanics. Um, I definitely want to see interfering with uh, planetary interaction. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally with you, but I, I kind of think some of the things that Funky laid out are the things that I would most like fixed first. Uh, because then that really, what he described earlier, I think in terms of the communication and the ability to literally just interact on a meaningful way in, in some very basic level, that literally is the paving stones that you have to put in before you, you, you even have the discussion about, you know, doing any of this other stuff, which we have all talked about for two years now, by the way, it's something we wanted to do in some form or fashion. But I think yeah. what, what you got, what, what, uh, what he was talking think, about in terms of faction warfare, 
or, or even PC, which would not be that hard to do. I mean, you could literally just, uh, it's like whoever owns a planet, it changes bonuses. You know, they, they kind of, in a very, very thin way did that. Uh, but you, you actually make it meaningful. And I mean, those are, if you took what you had now and actually did it correctly before you added anything else, I think that in and of itself would be pretty huge. And, and let's be real. Like you don't have to have a ground link in, you know, all sections of Eve, you know, from high sec, low sec, null, or even wormholes. You, you can have it start out in certain places because not all content is available across all those four different domains of Eve. So I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think, you know, you pick your shots on what you want to lay as the paving stones, which to me sounds like the ability to communicate the ability, at least in one or two of the game domains on Eve, low sec being low sec slash faction warfare really being one of the you know, probably the best. Yeah, and figure we're, out we're the closest you, for it. Yeah, figure out how you do that correctly, and then down the road, you know, you 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 get equal amounts of feedback from guys like guys on the CSM, you, you, and then you guys on the CPM, and then you listen to the player base on both sides, and when you can make it you know, relatively easy and fairly user-friendly and fun. Let's not forget that word. We make it fun for both sides. I think it's cool. And, that, and I'll tell you, it's like the first time that I, I heard a, like a, I, I've heard like thousands of dust battles, right? But when you hear it, when you're flying in space for a dude, um, it's pretty interesting, uh, particularly when there's only a few voices like on the other side that you know, and you, you listen to what they're doing and you, you listen to how they play, particularly higher end PC teams. I, I truly believe that there's this thought uh, from a lot of Eve players. They think there's a bunch of 13 year olds that play this. They're, they're not. They're a bunch of dudes that look like just the guys, just like the guys playing Eve, which may or may not be a good thing, but um, it, it's kind of interesting. Like FC calls that I've, I've heard in Eve, no more or less relevant than what you hear a ground commander calling in, in dust. It's the same level of sophistication and it's fun. Now, I do think making the, the space flying part more interesting or, or maybe perhaps a, a higher payout would be kind of interesting. I think, um, you know, Funky Bacon is absolutely spot on. Re you know, optimizing it so a, a Desi is your best ship to do this with is uh, – I'm not a huge fan of that. Uh, but that being said, I think if we just did the things right, what we have now, just do those right. I think that's all I'm asking for. Well, I mean, I think a lot of the communication issues, I think, will be fixed by a uh, the a more mature um, uh, client on a PC, hopefully. Um, particularly the ability to actually, you know, communicate with people while playing the game, because um, you know that's that's the thing that plagues Dust is on its own as well. Is when someone puts up in chat what's going on, you know, and you don't see it for thirty minutes because you were in a match, you know. Yeah, um, having like a local or something like yeah, that'd be good. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's just that you need to be able to have you know you need to be able to have a chat window that you can see open while you're playing. Um, you know, and Eve has that, and and every MMO I've ever played has that. Um, every FPS I've ever played has that, and Dust does not. Um, I think that's that's kind of an issue. I expect I, I really just expect it to not even be an issue in Legion. Um, but I think the big thing um that's missing is uh. The Eve side development. I think the Eve client needs to to they need to do more to Eve to work with um, Dust and Legion um, in the future. That's a fair statement. Hey, um, Funky, I did have a quick question for you. Well, not quick, but it's it's relevant. Um, 
if you, when you approach this, let's say, uh, I mean, we're going to kind of go a little bit more blank slate here, but if you were going to pick like the, the top three or five things that you really would think would be a cool thing in Legion, let's assume that there is going to be a link just, you know, at, at the launch and they get the things right that you want them to get right uh, in terms of what they're doing now with faction warfare. What are the kind of things that, that you think uh, you and your folks on the Eve side would like to see from dust mercs? How would you like to use or Legion mercs? How would you like to use them? What would you like to get out of them and what level you would you be, I guess, what would you find acceptable for uh, you know, the ground side's ability to affect what you're doing? I mean, I, I would start off with, with what I like about it. Actually, while you guys have been talking, I uh, dusted off, no pun intended, uh, one of my... <laughs> Uh, one of my old channels that I that I had dust guys with just to see if anybody's still active. I, I popped in and um because right now Galente's at, at tier four, so every time I fire my guns at, at a dust battle, I get fifteen thousand LP, which is insane. Um, but uh, anyway, so just just grab that. I was able to find someone who could let me know where a battle was, so that was positive. Uh, like that part of it, but then of course I come in. Uh, I had to fly six jumps, uh, which I did not really, you know, like that if. With what I have to do to my destroyer, like basically I have to rig it for warp speed or or because I could end up going like eight, nine, ten jumps and I, I wouldn't even make it to the battle in time. Um, so the travel time is a little bit, yeah, like if we had more warning, that would be good. Um, you know, I, I like that once I'm here, you know, like somebody calling targets, which is cool. But again, I talk to the guys in their district check. Nobody can see it. Nobody responds. Um, so I basically, I just have to hope that they're paying attention and they know they have a strike incoming. So, uh, if, if the question is, what would I like to see? I'd like to see what we have here, but actually like working, I'd like to be able to communicate effectively with the dust guys in some meaningful way and be able to, to interact like this. I, I, I like orbital strikes. I like the kill mails that they generate. I like the rewards and the LP that we get. I am actually going to be really sad when they switch off dust and and move over to legion and there's not going to be that link anymore because this is uh this is something that i that i do find relatively enjoyable if i can actually interact with the guys on the ground uh so that's really what it comes down to and i think a lot of that again is just making sure that chat actually appears um on the screen uh during during combat in, it could be as simple as that legion. i mean because right now it doesn't that's the, that's the thing is uh, if you've never seen the Dust Client, um, the all the chat channels are a uh, slide-out tab from the right side of the screen um, that you access with a select button, and then you flip up and down through the channels. And um, there is you won't there isn't even an indicator that a channel has new messages while the chat channel is not pulled up in combat. Um, there's there's no representation. You get new messages while you're fighting. Yeah. I mean, you know, like right now I've got 15 seconds until the next strike. It'd be really handy if I could tell them that and they would know that they've got 15 seconds because somebody could already be looking for something to hit. You know, yeah. but I can't I can't really get in touch with these guys. I have no way yeah. to con communicate with the guys on the ground. Yeah. And that's that's definitely, I think, something um, I, I think I've already uh, talked about once or twice. And, and I do think that that is a high priority um, for for something that they need to change for Legion. A feature that CPM Zero has kicked around was allowing uh, Eve players to spend LP to determine where battles will be at. Ah, fuck that. Uh, I, I, hell no. <laughs> I, I, I like. I'm not. Well, let me before I say that. Like, what was the what was the logic behind doing that? Because I, I think the point is to gain LP, not spend it. 
It was to help while Eve players help shape fights so they can actually put fights on planets that they want to fight at. Oh, you mean like they put up LP and that's where the battle occurs when they like, hey, I'm going to drop a thousand LP so I want X number of battles on this planet kind of thing? So, yeah, that's the idea. Okay, no, I could kind of buy that. I, I mean, that, that, that makes sense. Like they're spending on resource, but then, but the only way that you make that work is that whatever happens on the ground, whatever the outcome of the fight on the ground is, it's got to be worth that thousand LP. You know what I mean? It's got to be, it, there has to be a relevant uh, cost benefit for me to give up LP if I'm on the Eve side. Well, the idea was, was it was supposed to be another way to indirectly help pay for faction warfighters underground as well, since um, the um, battles that are getting paid by LP would um, not only increase their payout, but um, and probably throw them into that fight more often. No, no, but what I'm saying, yeah, I'm with you. I, I see where you're going with it, and it makes sense from a an interactive model. What I'm what I'm trying to figure out is what would have to happen on the ground during the fight. How how much more would that have to actually move the needle in faction warfare for it? You know, at what point would it be worth it for a faction warfare corporate alliance to spend? You know. 10,000 LP if they're going to make a push. Like, what are they going to get out of it? Let's say their dust guys go in there and win every fight. What does that do for them? Because right now, it, it's, you know, it, it, it moves the needle a little. Not not a lot, but a little. Well, right now, the motivation I have to help out dust guys on the ground is I just did two orbital strikes and I pulled in 30,000 LP. Uh, right. That's going to translate into about 45 million is worth of stuff. So... And, my yeah. next strike will get me basically a free Vexor Navy issue. Is so what I'm it's kind of like you're, you would invest X amount of LP to to, to get dial up the battles. Yeah. No, okay. I can kind of buy that if that's in, and and just for the record, like I've the highest I've ever seen an LP payout on an orbital strike was right at 20k, and that was like you know everything was dialed in perfectly for that pilot, and that you know that's pretty rare. I think I don't think you're gonna get that much, but you're right. You can make some serious bank on the Eve side from the LP. Yeah. So well, yeah, I, on average, I'll get like three strikes in a battle if it's not like ten jumps away. Um, so yeah, when this third strike hits, I mean that'll be forty-five thousand LP for this battle, which isn't bad. Also, you don't have to deal with the uh, flying around part anymore either. Well, I do have to deal with the flying around part because after this battle is over with, he's going to tell me where the next battle is, and I might have to go ten or, or thirteen jumps to get to it. I don't know where it's going to be. That's the but, thing. But if I knew where yeah, it is, if, yeah. if you could spend LP where you want your next fight to be at, though. I, said, I guess. Yeah, you you would you would spend the LP so that you can make more LP where you're at. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, I think if you get down to a UI standpoint, um, if at a minimum, if if I could pull up the Battle Finder in, um, and and I could see that, hey, the contested systems are this, and I could just click on like a, a drop down under Faction Warfare. I want to fight for the you know, for Gelfevin, whatever the hell, you know, I want to fight for whatever system. And then I just spend the rest of my battles with my squad or my team continually going in that battle. Again, it's all about not only can I talk to this, the guys in the space, but can we coordinate in some fashion? So that way, like if funky flies over there uh, and I'm on the ground fighting, even if I'm not fighting in the same district or the same planet, but I'm at least in the same system, which I think is more, that's more practical. If you think about from a faction warfare standpoint, that, that actually makes sense. You're you're probably fighting for systems broadly. Uh, you're not really fighting for planets per se. So that that I think would be more legit because if you're inside the same system, you know, even if it's on the other corner of the system, that takes you like a hot minute to get over there at most. 
The other idea that we threw around during CPM Wonder was um, turning planets to more like a giant star base, so to say. They'll come with modules and all, and other sorts of um, system-wide bonus things that could be taken out from either front. So you could get a bunch of U-pilots and basically nuke it from orbit, or you can go to quicker route and uh, hire Dustmarks to take it over instead. See, that's that's more what I would like to see. As I mentioned earlier, I would like to see, you know deployables and stuff like that attached to planets and i would like to see planets actually have i mean when you think about it the the major a huge part of the population of the universe has to exist on planets um and they're they're so completely separated from eve and they're you know there was a there, there was a lore reason for that um something about capsuleers not being able to go down to planets if i'm correct iron wolf uh no there there's no, nothing banning us from walking around on planets really I thought there used to be, but um, you know the thing is, is it's just it's the it's it's that um, untapped frontier of of the game we already have, um, to, you know, to develop planets further. And I think that it goes naturally with with Dust and Legion, which um, you know already is on planets, and and that's that's where it needs to start. Um, and I would love to see it affect orbital structures in the future, but I think that that's you know. That's down the road. I think we got to start with planets, and and that's a, a nice way to ease it into Eve, and a nice way to work with what we already have um, for dust. I don't know if if I were if I were truly dreaming on a whiteboard, like in the in the you know far you know like eighteen to twenty four months from now, if it was at the point where like a dude could pick me up in a cov-op cov-op ship or like a team of X number of guys and take me into a wormhole and put me into a sleeper site so I could PVE that, or I, and I, or I could help him pull blue loot or I could do something like that. That would be where I would, you know, th- th- like for me personally, and that, that kind of reflects my thoughts on the Eve side too. Is, sure. You know, that's, that's what I would like. Yeah. That's like my farthest black Jackal esque, you know, big picture thinking that I would really like to be able, like some dude pick me up in a buzzard or some shit like that. That you sounds know, and, a lot like, and then, uh, and take me into a, into into a wormhole and either screw with somebody's you know station or jump onto a sleeper site or do some kind of jazz like that. I would love that. I think that would be the bomb. And That's if I fun. if I could do that and I could do faction warfare where I could talk to fo- talk to folks on either side and make maybe perhaps actually make standings really matter for for uh, ground guys. If if those two things happen, man, that's huge. You'd you'd have you'd have a serious game. If the FPS stuff was like B plus, like if it, basically it didn't suck, it didn't have to be world beating, but it was like good sci-fi shoot 'em in the face stuff. Um, you, you would have a world beating game right there because it would truly be innovative. Right. Um. And I I that's that's my point on the whole thing about focusing on. Um, you know, focusing on being a shooter as opposed to focusing on the link is I, I think I think CCP can put out a B plus shooter. I don't think they can put out an A plus shooter and I don't I think it's a, a waste of the time and effort to try. Um, I don't think they're you know, they're gonna they're gonna compete with Bungie and, and Infinity Ward and, and Respawn and such. Um, you know, in that in that field, but they have such a wider and better field to work with um in the new eden universe and linking the games in a way that no other company can they that's a that's a category that they don't have to compete because nobody else can compete with them well Um, well, what it would also do is it would continue to keep them in front of things like star citizen and elite 
is, that as well. That's because, the thing. yeah, and and I mean, you know, that I it, one of the things I was going to mention there was um, your your notion of being brought out to a sleeper site type of thing to PVE. Um, that actually reminded me distinctly of the Team Avatar prototype uh, for Eve that uh, was tossed aside and, and thrown away and, and buried under, um, you know, uh, 500 meters of, of cement. Um, and I think that, you know, in the case that uh, people, you know, people won't or, or, or aren't ready for, um, you know, walking in stations and Avatar gameplay to properly be an Eve um, the the kind of way to start with it is is um, Legion is a PC is going to be a PC game and it's it's going to be able to have those sorts of features because that's what the type of game that it is out of the gate, um, and at some point those games could become closer and closer together. Yeah, now I will I will kind of do a little bit of um, you know devil's advocate. I would say that I like the fact. That that they are focusing so heavily on making the, the core game, the core shooter game part good because there are so many challenges with, with dust, which by the way, right now is not, is not a bad game. It is not the game that was released, you know, 18 months ago, uh, almost two years ago now, rather it's, it is a pretty solid game. I mean, we bitch about it because we, yeah, we sound like the guys on pods out right now because we're bitching about it because we've seen it for so long. Um, but I would say that you probably want them to put the the lion's share by far of the, of their dev time into making the game as good as they can. And now, for for example, if they can only get it to the B plus level, that doesn't mean it's not going to take them a plus effort to get there. Does that make sense? I guess apparently so. <laughs> well, it made sense when I said it in my head. Okay. <laughs> What which is getting at is that even if they can only deliver B plus, they need to make sure they're still focusing on it to to give the best they can. Because if they give it a B plus effort, it's gonna end up being a C plus game. Yep, there you go. That's that's why I pay you to keep. That's why I pay you all my corp taxes to keep you around, Pokey. That's what I'm here for. So, um, real quick, since we don't, we don't, we're not really gonna be able to get a consensus on this one. It's just kind of literally a fun whiteboard discussion. Um, uh, I just want to real quick around the horn. Does anybody have any any thoughts on you know sort of the linkage between the two, or what you guys think uh, think you would like to see? And here's actually my interesting question to all of you, since you've got one CSM guy and a couple CPM guys and a couple you know pretty helpful community members floating around. Um, what would you guys like to see at the end of end of the year? Let's say when Dust or correction Eve launches, just yes or no? Do you think that there needs to be a link? Assuming they get a, a pretty pretty solid first-person shooter thing in, you think there needs to be uh, the continued plan to have the link uh, for Legion in, uh, even if it's in just a basic form when it launches, and just literally just around the horn? Iron Wolf, what do you think? I think by the end of the year, we should at least have all the social links, as already suggested, and we should already we should be having a roadmap and possibly a test server of the link uh, link being tried out on various fronts, getting feedback from the community of things that make it work and things that are not making it work. For example, having FW on um, our FW on the test server would probably would have led us to having a battle finder by now. But since we're on PS3 and we couldn't really get that, yeah. Okay. Um, Funky, what do you think, man? Uh, well, I think that a link at some point is going to be certainly important to 
I mean, you know, if you're going to, especially if you're going to be playing both games, and, and I would think that CCB would want to have that crossover, like somebody who plays Eve also play Legion, uh, or at least I would hope. Uh, and I think that you're going to see a lot more crossover because, like, I don't have a PS3 and I'm not going to buy a PS3 for one game. Uh, I did, you know, and it was I, worth it. <laughs> yeah, and, but I and I've heard a lot of people who have said that they did and it wasn't worth it too, you know. So I, I look at that in a, in a mixed thing. Obviously, you guys on the CPM, you guys ought to be hardcore dust players, or at least I hope you are. Uh, and I hope that you would say that, um, you know. But I, I really, but yeah, the I, I'm of I'm of two schools in here. Is that number one, Legion is going to have to be a freaking badass game. I mean, the PC especially uh, is a very very competitive FPS market, and if they just come out with something mediocre, nobody's going to want. Freaking play it anyway, uh, so they really need to focus on it being a good game. And if you know taking uh, dev resources to make that link is going to make it a worse game, then you know probably better off that uh, you know that they leave the link out. And if you're going to do the link, then do it right. Don't do it half-assed, uh, which is kind of how I feel that the dust link has been handled. Yeah, nah, I hear what you're saying, brother. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. And if you can't do it right, then just don't do it. And and I'd prefer to have a solid FPS game that kind of ties into EVE in, in, in some way than, you know, have a, a mediocre game that also ties into EVE in a mediocre way. Yeah, that's a fair way to say it. Okay. Uh, Pokey? You know, I'm kind of with Iron Wolf on that, saying that uh, we need to have, at the, at the very least, the architecture and the plan to to provide the link and, and hopefully have an actual working prototype of the link on a test server. I don't want to see a situation where they go, well, yes, we'll have a link for sure, and it takes two years to get to it, and, and we don't really know what's going to happen. So if there's no link, at least have the game set up in such a way that it's going to be able to accept the link properly and hopefully have a test server we can actually try it out ahead of, ahead of time opposed to kind of tossing it into the mix and having all chaos break out. Yeah, man. I, I, again, you guys are all taking a different perspective, but it's all, I think none of you are wrong. I think that's a good thing. Uh, Zell, what are your, what are your kind of closing thoughts on this? My summary is just that I think that uh, your, your Eve players are going to expect a link if they want to care about what happens in the game, and I think your non-Eve your non-Eve players are going to need a selling point that isn't just it's a first-person shooter MMO hybrid thing in sci-fi space because there are plenty of those already, and I think that that that's your draw to new players. I think that's your draw to your existing players, and if you're not going to do it, I, I'm not sure why you develop the game. <laughs> it it that I think is the key selling point to the whole the whole thing. I think it's the thing that pulls you know puts the whole thing together. So. No, I hear you. Hey, Derry, you got any thoughts on this, brother? I mean, you're, you're kind of like me. You're just kind of the average Joe player that, that just likes to play for fun. Oh, for me, it's like I said earlier. Um, if, I would love to have, at the end of the year, some sort of a link to EVE. Um, if it's not there and it's on the roadmap, I'd be around, I'd be down for that, too. Um, if I knew they were taking care of some of the things, like the core mechanics of the game, making sure it was solid. Um, if you know, Legion launches and it has all the core stuff um, figured out and it's, and it's a solid shooter, um, like you guys talk about a B-plus shooter, I, I, of course I want them to be pushing for that link to make me feel like this is a unique game, not just the new COD or the new Battlefield, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, broadly, uh, I would just, I would just kind of say that the idea behind behind having a link game is is really what's frankly made me stick around um and, and play because i don't have a lot of i don't have a lot of game time i have a pretty busy real life and you know i pick my shots on what i want to play and the fact that i could play 
you know, kind of like, uh, you know, spread myself between two games, but I could feel that there was a, a real linkage in not just the gameplay, but more importantly, I think the people that I was playing with, that's what was really important to me. Um, was that, it, you know, the people that I was interacting with and, and, you know, that's how I was spending my leisure time. I was choosing to spend my limited leisure time with a group of people, basically, um, having that, that pool of people being able to blend across, you know, two games is actually pretty cool for me. Um, so, you know, with that, I think, we I think we've, we've pounded on this, this horse pretty good. And I'm sure at some point we're going to, we're going to resurrect him and, you know, beat him down again. And, you know, that's, that's just how these things go. Um, one thing I, I did want to do since we do have a, a CSM here, uh, and we do like to kind of, to, you know, touch base with the Eve side on a fair amount, even though it's a dust pod, you know, well, dusty Legion podcast. Um, I did want to kind of give Funky a couple of minutes and just kind of talk about anything hot going on in the East side. And really one of the things I kind of teed up for him before the show was if you're a dust Merc, you know, you are a would be Legion player or somebody that hasn't, you know, given Eva spin, so to speak, or you're interested in the new Eden universe, you know, why might you, why, why would you want to like hop onto the free uh, 14 day, uh, you know, trial that somebody can send you. Any one of us can send you, probably. I think if uh, we send it, it's twenty-one days. They can oh, it is a free yeah. fourteen day without. A, oh, that's right, that's right. But you know, why, why would you want to jump on a free one, or, or maybe even you know sign up to actually pay uh, you know a subscription? So, uh, I'd like to turn it over, Funky, if you had any any notes for, that you wanted to pass on for folks about faction warfare or anything going on in uh, Eve for a minute or two, and uh, a little bit about your thoughts about why people should you know at least give Eve a spin. Well, I'll preface this by saying that I've never really played Dust, so I, I don't have much reference to go on. Like, you guys obviously all play Dust. Uh, you know, for me, I, I don't have a PS3, so I've never been able to do it. Had Dust been released on PC, I'd probably have given it many, many tries. Um, so a little bit uh, different there. But from what I hear from from those of you guys that play and, and things like that, if you've suffered through Dust and you enjoy the experience, then you would absolutely revel in the EVE experience. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, you get through that. If you like your skill point system and things like that, a lot a lot of stuff was ripped right out of Eve. So, um, so yeah, some things we don't have uh, as convenient. You can't teleport around the universe at will. You actually have to fly there. Um, you know, everything in our universe is player-made, which is kind of a thing. Um, you know, I don't know. How do you guys... You guys don't actually make things in dust, do you? No, no we make, we really. make no. things drop. That's about it. <laughs> I, I would love to have uh, Eve built stuff for dust and, and have people be able to trade materials back and forth and, and buy those things. But uh, unfortunately, uh, that that hasn't even come up on this discussion of the link today. <laughs> yeah, and, and unfortunately, we're never going to see that link now. I mean, I know that that was the plan from the start was to, to have the inter- the economies intertwined and things like that. But it was also obvious from the start that there was there was a huge gap between the uh, the ISK value of, of Eve and the ISK value of Dust. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, moving on from that, I mean, you know, so if you're a dust player, um, well, you're, you're about to lose your game anyway, apparently. So, uh, so if you, if you enjoy the new Eden universe and you kind of, you know, want to maintain a connection to that, I highly recommend, you know, popping into Eve, um, out in faction of warfare. I mean, we get a lot of new players out here. I mean, people who are, who are popping in, who just don't really have any interest in like the industrial side of stuff and they want to get out and they want to get into some action, some pew pew. And my understanding is that a lot of, uh, a lot of FPS players are in it for the action. Uh, if you like that, then certainly, you know, what we do down in faction of warfare is, uh, is good stuff and you, and you might find it enjoyable. Um, it's a little bit different than FPS stuff. You know, there's no, there's no Twitch reflexes or anything like that. It's, it's a, it's a thinking man's game. Um, 
but it's it's deep it's it's definitely rewarding especially if you get in with the right group of people i mean we've got the similar types of social aspects that you guys have in dust so i i think that as far as eve is concerned in, in an mmo aspect um you'll find a lot of things that are very familiar um you know that you'll be able to kind of step right into so if you've been good with dust then then i think that you'll you'll be able to integrate well with eve possibly more so um, than a lot of other MMOs out there because again we share that a lot of a lot of things in common. So, um, and of course, if you like you know blazing guns and things exploding and um, and you like keeping track of your kill stats because that's something like in Dust you guys don't does it keep stats for oh, hold on orbital going in. That, oh, ladies and gentlemen, is live action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what that was. Like, as I was saying that, like, the orbital target popped up, and I had to let go of control for a second so I could <laughs> so I could hit my F1 key and, and rain it down. So another, uh, ooh, look at that. Here come the kills now. Uh, and look at, in, in if, you're, uh, if you are still playing Dust, you get to be like me, and you just get to sit up here and, uh, and just rain death down upon your Dust guys. Two guys just died because I pressed a button, and that's, that's kind of cool. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, I, I don't know I, really how else to say it. Just give it a try and, and see if you like it. And if, uh, you know, if, if the PVP aspect of things and the pew pew is something that you think you might enjoy, then, you know, get in touch with your local factional warfare recruiters and, and get in with some folks that, uh, that are like-minded. And I think you'll have a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I would definitely kind of, kind of second that. I think pretty much, pretty much everybody here would, since we've been all playing Eve for a while, I would, I would offer that, um, a lot of the frustration you feel at dust, you'll at some point you will probably feel at Eve, but it's such a different game uh, that you know it, 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 the, the the sharp edges won't hit you for a while. Uh, the one thing I would tell you, if you liked or enjoyed the social aspects of dust, which for the record, I think actually CCP, if I don't know if they do, it's really not anything they did, but the way the the community of players around dust grew. Uh, and the fact that you got a game that basically is, you know, it's got a, it's got a time clock on it uh, and it's going to transfer to some other platform. The fact that you've still got a, a fairly stout contingent of players playing it, you know, that's a good indicator of the style or the commitment and the, the type of folks you're going to find in Eve. Uh, and frankly, you're going to find it in an order of magnitude higher. I mean, there's, I mean, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that play eve simultaneously you know across the world all time zones uh and there's so much content in there that you can play there, there's no style of game that you can't play in eve and it's it's very interesting uh but the social aspects that if you enjoyed in dust you would find in spades in uh you know on the on the eve side i think and really that's why the dust side developed socially the way it did and the community did because so many people tried to mimic what they saw in Eve, which was, you know, in terms of the other entry from the new Eden universe. And I, that's one of the things that I'll, I'll be honest with you. I thought um, it's, you know, Dust is one of the few games to play on PS3, you know, mostly because it's, again, it's a time factor, but because of the social aspects of it, I could get a lot of the same things that I wanted to do out of Eve in Dust, you know, but the play spans, you know, obviously shorter, you know, you can spend a long time in Eve and not actually shoot somebody, uh, depending on where, where you're at and what you're doing. So that's just one thing I would kind of offer. Um, Funky, what, what's, what corp do you fly with in the, uh, on the east side? I fly for the Monkeys with Guns Alliance. Uh, we're a bunch of smaller corps. So we, we have one very, very large uh, Nubro corporation called Noob Mercs. So if, 
if somebody's listening and you guys are thinking about, you know, getting in and, and I might have another orbital here in just a second, but um, you know, if you guys are thinking about getting in and stuff like that, then I would definitely look them up. Uh, the corporation is noob Mercs, just like it sounds. And I, I think they've got like 280 or 290 people. They might actually even be over 300 by now um, in their, in their corporation. Oh, there goes my orbital. Huh? So he's uh, straight banking LP right now. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, over the course of this little of this little part of the discussion, I just made thirty thousand LP, which uh, which is about forty something million esque. So that's that works out pretty well. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a good payout. It's, they they did a good job of trying to incentivize that. Incentivize oh, I got some nice that kills that time too. Oh, nice. I don't. Know, I'm gonna have to get your guys' in-game channel so I can uh, so I can link some of these kills to you, and you can tell me if they're actually worth anything because I have no idea what any of this gear is. Yeah, yeah, no problem. No problem, man. We'll hook we, you up. We have you. a we have a biomass channel in game, in case uh, in case we didn't uh, we didn't mention that yet. Uh, it's it's biomass. Um, What's a soma? Is that a, is that a tank? That is a tank. Yep, that's, that's a tank. tank. Oh, so I just killed a, a tank and, and two uh, two infantry guys in one shot. That's pretty legit. That what that means right there. Just so you're tracking, and this is this is kind of funny when you talk to a guy who doesn't play on the ground, and. Uh, some people know this, but I'm I'm in the military. I've been in the military for a long time, and I'm I literally am having a conversation I've had with pilots. Uh, you know, when I was in Afghanistan or Iraq, is like, so what is what does that really mean when X happens? It's like, well, what you just did is you probably had a tank down there with two guys in it that were trolling the shit out of guys on the ground and really making their life hell. And they didn't have enough AV. They didn't have the right fits or whatever like that. They, they couldn't deal with it on their own. They didn't have a tank on the ground to deal with it. And they were like, okay, I've got an orbital and I'm going to spend it on this one dude or this one tank. And so that's probably what you did. Or it's at the other end of the spectrum where they're totally just absolutely curb stomping these guys. And they, and they were kind of trying to add some insult to injury by, you know, slaying a tank like that. So either way, you probably did something really cool with those guys on the ground. Yeah, I've I've seen like a couple of Twitch streams, you know, of the of the orbitals. Actually, I did I did I, I felt dirty about it, but uh, I found some guy who was uh, twitching or factional warfare orbital or sorry dust battles and uh so i was watching his stream and i'm like oh he's in that system so i went over there and i was uh he was caldari so i was providing strikes against him and uh the it's the one of the best moments i've ever actually had in eve was uh was when one of the guys that i was that was spotting for me called down an orbital strike right on his head and i just heard him say on comms oh shit <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, when you're on the ground, there's it's kind of interesting because you can look up in the sky and I'll see your marker. Like I'll see like the guy that's targeting me. I know who's connected to the district when I, I literally look up with my reticle and I can see you. Uh, and then you also get like a, a like an audible indicator and then like a little light show that comes down before the strike actually hits. And it's you, like, you know, it's, you know, bad things are going to happen. Like, uh, but nowhere <laughs> near enough time for you to get away. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, it's lasers from space, man. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. But so you get to see death coming is basically what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty legit too uh, when it comes down. And, and believe it or not, you know the different kinds of ammo that you load up really do matter on the ground. They, they give you different effects, not, not just visual, like literally, like different in-game effects. So it's, it's kind of cool. Um, uh, but I'm kind of with you, man. I would really like to be able to do that in something like 
other than a destroyer. <laughs> that 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 would be really useful to me when I'm flying around trying to help out guys. Yeah, I mean, um, unfortunately, the way it's, it's it's set right now, I mean, you'd need to be fast and stuff like that. And if you put like a couple of warp speed rigs on a destroyer, I mean, you can make it pretty quick. But yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll kind of we've been on for a little bit over an hour. We'll uh, we'll go ahead and start uh, kind of winding this one down with some shout outs here in a second, guys. Uh, just to kind of recap. And we talked a little bit about the uh, the recent CPM one elections, and you know, and kudos to everybody that made it on. Uh, and we're going to see and hear from those guys a lot, or, or at least we better. And by the way, I'm I'm staring holes at you right now, Iron Wolf Zell. Um, we're we're going to hear from these guys a lot. But what I don't want people to lose sight of is the fact that pretty much everybody that ran. I mean, there's 20 candidates when it was all said and done. Um, of the you know group that didn't get in very few, if any of those guys weren't committed to actually trying to do something good for the community and good for the game. And, and in fact, most of them are, are going to be as useful uh, to the community as many of the CPM members will be over time. And I don't think people should forget that. Uh, and hopefully there will be a CPM too. And hopefully it will be seeing the transfer of folks over from uh Dust into Legion, probably. And that'd be about the time frame during the CPM2 reign. But, you know, like I said, don't lose sight of the fact that you got a lot of good folks in the community that are, are looking to participate. So, uh, you know, with that, we didn't transition into our, little, our discussion about Legion, Eve, and you know, Dust and kind of how the whole thing clicks together, does or doesn't click together. Uh, we didn't really talk about, about Valkyrie at all, which is kind of an interesting discussion in and of itself. And we'll probably save for a later date. Uh, and I think broadly we all agree that it's more about doing things right, not just doing them. And I don't think anybody would disagree with that. That's either played any, that's basically played any kind of CCP product. So, uh, after that we had to, we had to let funky bacon give us a little bit of a, a little, little bit of a, you know, education on how things work in the fact war and who we, who we should join. I'm sure monkeys with guns are, would, would love to have a few recruits pile in. Uh, so if you've never tried out Eve, feel free, jump on, give it a shot, hop on, get the, get the free trial, call somebody that does play, uh, play Eve. If you're a dust player and they'll hook you up with a free trial, whatever you do, don't go to killer 12 and get one from him. Just, just saying it's probably a Rick roll video. If he sends you a link. Um, but, uh, again, really appreciate all the work that the CPM guys did, and we're going to be watching you. And I would like to say I appreciate the work that the CSM does uh, because I do play both games. So with that, hopefully at some point down the, down the road, there will be a lot more joint activity between the CPM and CSM when things really get down to where it matters for Legion. And I think that's one of the things that both communities could benefit is more CPM and CSM interaction down the road. Uh, We do actually interact somewhat. I mean, as it stands, or at least with CPM zero, I mean, we've had a lot of contact with them. So, Uh, and I think that's going to be even more critical going forward, but yeah, that's actually really good to hear. That's that's probably something not a lot of people realize. Yeah. Yeah, No, that's one of our connections that that we make because I mean, there's things that affect all of us. So, you know, we, we do like to keep tabs on each other. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. So with that, we'll kind of start around with uh, shout outs. We're going to start from the bottom and go our, go our way to the top today. So uh, Sarizo. Yeah, um, I, I was just going to uh, mention too um, really quick is that uh, I am uh, I'm hoping and I, I don't really know um, what I can and can't do yet because, uh, you know, officially this whole whole shindig starts um, tomorrow. Um, but I am hoping to kind of 
hopefully be able to give somewhat of a status update um, week to week here. Um, and, and we're just going to have to see what I, what I can do uh, in that front. Um, uh, my big shout out is uh, uh, first to, to everybody who voted for me because um, it, it was really close and, and every single one of them, I love them dearly. And, and, you know, um, but to everybody who voted in general as well, um, you know, it was, it was a low turnout. Every single vote counted for for everyone, and, and it was really, really important that as many people uh, got involved as possible. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Arnulf? I'd like to give a shout-out to all my voters as well, as well as the folks who continue to hang out in the Dev um, Hangout channel and does, despite no devs being there for a couple last months. All right. Um, Derry? Um, I just uh, shout out to everybody that's listening to the podcast, to the new candidates. Um, wish you luck, and um, I prescribe you guys a lot of Tylenol for all the headaches you're going to have coming up. <laughs> Fair enough, Pokey. Uh, shout out to my corporation, OSG Planetary Operations, and uh, also shout out to everyone who got elected. You know, I, I hope the best guys got in there, and I hope you do a good job, so best of luck. And funky, yeah. Uh, good luck to the uh, the new CPM bros. Uh, looking forward to seeing you guys around and uh, getting to talk with you guys about whatever it is that we get to talking about. Awesome. And uh, for me, you know, shout out to everybody that uh, that showed up. And I want to get a give a uh, one quick shout out to Luther Mandrix from I think it's actually in your alliance, right? So, yeah, yep. Uh, he, he's a he's a he actually had a pretty interesting Twitter feed on earlier today. He basically kind of in so many words laid out like how he found uh, some new bros, like literally guys that have been playing dust for about two weeks. And this, this guy's, I think got around 50 to 60 million skill points. He's been playing literally since the gates opened. Um, And he basically, you know, of his own volition just started with his own little tutorial, Uh, you know, got him set up in some suits, taught him how to fit some stuff, kicked him some misc. And, and that's something I don't want folks to lose, lose sight of. Everybody, you know, decries the, uh, you know, the pub stompers and all this other kind of jazz in, in, uh, in dust, which, you know, that, that's, that's pretty, pretty valid argument sometimes that it's a, it's a tough part of the game. I would also point out that's a pretty, pretty normal part of the game for Eve for new players to get hammered by uh, more experienced players. I'm not saying it's right. Just, it just kind of is what it is. But Luther kind of went out of his way to really uh, to square some guys away. You know, basically a squad's worth of dudes uh, with his own little tutorial today. So little things like that matter. And when you're in a game that's really generated by ple- by people, I don't really care if you're playing chess checkers, you know, first person shooter, or a naval combat game like like Eve. It's really about how you deal with people, and that's what determines if people ultimately will have fun in the game and will stick around and keep playing with you. So that's just a little shot uh, for Luther and uh, for everybody out there, particularly, you know, most of us vets that have been around for a minute. So with that, we're going to bring episode 13 to a close and we really appreciate everybody that's been downloading. Um, it, you know, you'd be really surprised. We, we get a ton of folks that download this off of iTunes. We're really, really, um, uh, you know, we're, we're thrilled that you guys, somebody at least thinks that we're, you know, we're worth a damn to listen to. Uh, and anything that you want us to talk about, if you have guests that you want us to, to bring on, you know, please hit us up either in game, hit us up on the, on the forums or on Twitter. Most of us are on Twitter. We really, really do appreciate it. And it, 
you know, anything that we can do to help out the community, that's really what we're there for. And I know we've got, you know, regular CPM folks that come in here. I mean, Zell, you know, Zell is a co-host of the show with um, me and Pokey. But at the end of the day, we are members of the community. Uh, and we want to serve the community and figure out what we can do to help you guys out and what do you guys want to talk about. So uh, with that, we're going to bring this one to a close and we will see you guys next week.